Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Friday with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. And we'll be doing things just like that. In fact, we'll be taking a vintage car ride through the French Riviera this summer. And we'll be truffle hunting in Florence in the fall, to name just a few of the experiences so that I can give you a feel for it. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly, Bob Muller. What? Murgatroyd, how are you today? Where did that even come from? Well, today's all over CNN. Oh, is it? I don't know. I haven't been checking the news. I've been doing this thing called working. Everybody know. Everybody. How are you, baby? I'm good. I did my uh, first TB12 workout today. That thing kicked my tail. And what was your thoughts? That was hard as shit. You know, what's really exciting, and this is one of the things, like today we're going to be talking about finding an extra 10 hours in your week. And one of the things for me that I really hate is two-hour workouts. Like, I remember when I was competing in fitness competitions and I would have to go to the gym. And it's, I, it seemed like a third job, like having to go to the gym. It, was, it is. It's like a never ending thing. And I hate that shit because I've, I've got a lot to do and I got a lot I want to do. And what I love about this TB12 workout is there's no like drive there, drive back. There, I can do it at home. It's simple equipment. It's an effective AF workout. And... Boo, we can take it with us. You look like uh, Paul Giamatti uh, in uh, in Billions, how he has this uh, S&M fetish uh, with these clips and carabiners and strapped up to uh, the... Uh, look. It looked like there were, we were going to put an apple in your mouth and we were going to spin you around <laughs> and, the and door. And whipping me just yeah. a little bit. Well, listen, what are we talking about today, honey? Today, we are talking about finding an extra 10 hours in your week. Like who wouldn't want that, right? You know, before we started this, when you were explaining to me, because, you know, I literally know nothing about these episodes we're going to do until Kim hands me a piece of paper and tells me what we're going to talk about. But but you really 
described 10 hours extra a week in a very, very different way than I had thought of in the past. So before we get into this, because it's a little bit difficult for me to process it in in two different ways. For example, when I was working full-time, finding an extra 10 hours a week was, I don't know how to put this into words. It was very different than finding an extra 10 hours a week now. So I'm going to let you lead this podcast because I think I'm going to have a little bit of trouble stumbling over the two different time periods of working and non-working. Okay. Well, so what this is going to be all about is finding more time to chase your passion or do more things you love or spend time with your family, whatever that is for you. So, you know, what's the thing you hear everybody say? Oh, I don't, I just wish I had more time, right? I wish there was more hours in the day and all of these things. But when you really break it down and you look at what you're actually doing in a given day, there's a lot of activities that you could maybe outsource, you could maybe not do, you could do more effectively. And it's about finding those little pockets of time that you can reallocate towards something you really, really love to do. And we're going to walk you through the exact process today. All right, let's do it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a student here just as much as you listening. Well, so the method we're going to use today, I'm, I'm taking from our good friend, Chris Harder. And in your mastermind, as I'm sure you'll remember, because it's your mastermind in Boston, Chris walked us all through this method where we wrote down everything we did, you know, morning, noon, night, when we worked out, what we did, what we ate, all this stuff. Monday through Sunday. And I think we talked about this in a previous episode. It was like, by the time he got to Thursday, he's like, Thursday, what did you do when you woke up? And we were like, oh shit. <laughs> he's yeah, going to through put, every to, day. To put this in, into perspective, close your eyes right now. Um, not if you're driving. Well, don't do it yet because we're actually going to walk them through this. Okay, open your eyes. Okay, good. <laughs> there you go. So we're going to walk them through it. But before we walk them through it, I want them to start thinking, blue sky thinking. If you had an extra 10 hours in your week, what would you do with it? Like, what would be the things that you want to do? Because this is the thing. When we did this exercise with Chris, it was amazing because we could find where we needed to modify our schedule, change what we were doing, outsource and whatever. But the only thing it lacked was that blue sky thinking of what would you do with that extra time? And actually, Lori is the one that said it to me, Lori Harder. She was my partner, one of my partners in this exercise. And she said, you know, the one thing I want to do in this exercise is not only mitigate the things I don't love to do, but I want to add the things that I wish I could be doing, but don't have the time for. And And in fairness to Lori, Mm -hmm. if you watch her Insta stories now, She's playing guitar. Yeah. So so I'm assuming that that was one of the things that she wanted to do. So she's been doing this process for like six months. And so by the time we got to your mastermind, there wasn't much left on her list because she's consistently doing this process and taking inventory of her day. And what is she doing in her day that's, you know, bringing her joy, bringing her excitement, that's motivating her, that's lighting the fire versus what is draining her. Mm. And so... What I wanted to start with with this is not the exercise, but I want to start start with the thinking of what are the things you would love to do, but you haven't had time for or made time for. So for example, for me, one of the big things was reading. And I prioritize things and I prioritize work and family time over reading. And I know that I need more reading in my life because one, I like to do it, but two that's kind of a source of inspiration. 
So your mastermind actually helped me find that time that I could plug in reading at least four times a week. And I consequently have finished a pretty big book. <laughs> so, you know, that for Can me, I, is I, a big I'm going gonna, gonna to interrupt you a little yeah. bit because I'm a, because uh, that's what you are. I'm, I'm a professional interrupter. I do it for a living and get paid to interrupt. But who, here's who pays you to interrupt? Well, in my head, I, I, get, okay. a, I get a big check for interrupting. So, here, here's, the, uh, here's the question I have for you. How there was, first, there was this, there was the decision to be able to say, hey, I want to read more. Mm-hmm. Then there was the actual activity of doing the reading. Mm-hmm. And then there was the actual time blocking of when to do well, the but reading. See, that's where the fun is. Okay, so here you go. I'm just going to give you my brief example just on reading because it's a super basic example. And you're going to see how you can find a pocket of time that you could reallocate that time and do something different, okay? And then we'll go through this this process with you guys. So my thing was this. So Chris wrote or told us, Monday morning, you wake up. What do you do? Where are you going? Who are you with? Like all of those things. My Monday morning, I wake up, I make breakfast for Sophia. I get her ready. I jump in the car and I drive her to school. She goes to school at 8.30. At 9.15 is the time that I need to walk into yoga. So from school, I drive to yoga and I go into the parking deck. Well, I have like, you know, 30, 40 minutes. And sometimes I do a coaching call that early or I'll do like a nutrition consultation, but that's not very often. So what do I end up doing? Sitting in the scroll hole because I don't have enough time to really go home and do anything, but I have plenty of time if I'm just sitting in the parking lot. So what I decided to do, and as we all know, I have an addiction to my phone. So I decided to park deep in the parking lot to where my phone doesn't even pick up and bring a book, leave the book in my car. And for that 20, 30 minutes, while I'm sitting in the car, I now read. Now, if you were not going into Osama bin Laden's Afghanistan (laughs) cave where you couldn't get cell phone communication and or somebody listening is like, you know, I I don't have yoga in the morning. I I wish my dream is that I could wake up and do yoga, but unfortunately I'm on the subway, right? Yeah, as an example. We're going to walk them through their day. I'm giving an example of my day and how I had a pocket of day that was misused time. I'm going to call it misused time that I could reallocate to something I really wanted to do. But I would never have found that misused time had I not walked through this exercise. So that's my day. That's not everybody's day and I get it. I I love my life and I create... Listen, I'm not lucky. I created freedom in my life by designing my life so I could wake up on Monday morning and go do yoga. You know what? Since you said that, Tom Bilyeu said something really interesting along the same lines, which is him and his wife say to each other all the time, for the good and the bad... We chose this. Yeah, we chose this. We chose this. We chose this. So let's walk you guys through um, what this looks like. So the first thing that I'd like you to do is make a list, or if you're driving, think in your head, what are the things that you would love to do in your life if you had an extra 10 hours? So it doesn't have to be one thing. It could be a bunch of little things. It could be you know, I want to learn Italian, or I want to read a book, or you know, whatever those things are. Or it could be like, If I had an extra 10 hours in my week, I could totally dedicate that to my passion project and, you know, creating a new source of income for myself or something like that. So it could be any of those things. 
Would you have more date nights? Would you travel? Would you spend more time with your kids? Would you volunteer? Would you volunteer at your kid's school? What are the things that you would love, love, love to do? What are the things that would enhance your life, right? And provide more fulfillment for your life. So what I would do is I would first write down all of those things. All right, so here's the thing. Very often people, now we're entering sort of my space here, right? Very often people will say, I'm in a season of work or I have a deadline on a project or my focus right now is to make sure that I bring home the bacon. And they don't look at those things in their life that will provide more fulfillment as having any value. So that's not true (laughs) is what I'm going to tell you. So, you know, the best example I can give you is uh, we watched the documentary on the airplane um, called Seeds of Greatness. And when they asked Wayne Gretzky how he got good at hockey. Search. Search, search for, for greatness. greatness. It's not yeah. Seeds of Greatness? No, I don't okay. think so. Well, search, the sur- the search, search, for search, greatness. search for greatness or Seeds of Greatness. I think Kim's right because I'm usually wrong. But here's here's the, uh, she's autocorrect. Trained, here's, trained well, right? Here's, the, here's what he said. I got really, really good at hockey after I played football. So in other words, he went from, ho- from, from hockey, you know, football season came around and played football and he went back to hockey. So whenever you disengage from doing something and go into learning Italian, meditating, going to yoga, you know, uh, do any of those things that are on your list, know that when you come back to work, you're going to be sharper. So I think it's important also for us to talk about the why. Because a lot of times people look and they go, I don't have time to do Italian. I don't have time to learn. That's what we're doing. We're finding the time. Or not not even so much that they don't have the time. It's more that they don't see the value in taking the time. Yeah, I think some people don't see the value. I I think some people don't see that they actually do have the pockets of time in their day. And if this is something that you're committed to, if you want to just tell yourself the story, the bullshit story that you don't have time, then go for it. But if you actually want to find the time and you want to make things a priority, I love the quote. It says, um, if you you know really have something that you want to do, instead of saying, I don't have time to get in great shape, replace that with, I don't make it a priority to get in great shape because that's the reality. You make time for the things that are priority. So if you see the value in even adding a couple of extra things a day or you know, maybe it's a career change, maybe it's a side hustle, maybe whatever it is, a passion project, whatever it is, this, what we're about to walk you through is gonna help you find the actual time if you are open to it, if you still wanna, again, go on with that BS story about how you don't have time, that's fine. But if, then don't do this exercise and, you know, hang up on this podcast right now. Do you hang up on a podcast? What do you do? You hit end? I don't know. Um, you, uh, you remote control it. Yeah, there you go. Whatever it is. Put, <laughs> what is it? Be kind, rewind. So yeah, how do you like that? Blockbuster, hashtag mm. 1982 called. So, but if you want to find the time, then stick with us, okay? So this is the second part of it. I want you to write down on a piece of paper all the days of the week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, okay? All the days of the week. And I want you to start early in the morning going through everything you do every day of the week because each day is not the same. There are days that may be different. Are you waking up? What do you do when you wake up? What are you meditating? Are you just jumping in the shower? Are you late? Are you not late? Are you getting up a little bit early? What are all of the things that you're doing during your day 
when you come home, like mentally close your eyes and walk yourself through your day and write it all down every single day. They're all different, okay? And yes, it can be tedious. And yes, you're gonna wanna get frustrated and just copy the same shit from each day. But you know, that's not the case. So write it all down. Then once you do, assign a number one to five for each thing that you do, right, Rob? So Sign one to five, but you can't use three. One to five, but you can't use three. So what are the things that you least like I'm doing? sorry, you can't use four. You can't use four? Yeah, because one to five, five is you absolutely hate it. Uh-huh. One is, you want to do five, five it's is you one love to five. it. five. Is five you love it or mm-hmm. one, one? Five, five is you love it. Okay, five is you love it. Then what did he tell us to do? He said, you can't choose four. Yeah. That's what it was. Because four would be the equivalent of like, you know, like it's not good and it's not bad. So you have to make the decision that it's either bad and it's a three or it's great and it's a five. So you can't choose four. So assign the number one to five. One is something that you really do not like doing. It sucks the joy right out of your life. It drains you of energy. And a five is something that you love and you want to do more of, right? So now you have this list of everything that you're doing in your day. Everything has a number assigned to it. Look at the things that are a one and circle them. Those are the things that are clogging your bandwidth, kinking your hose, whatever verbiage you want to use. Those are the things that we need to find a way to mitigate. I think you should mitigate the ones and the twos as many as possible. And the way that you do that is going one by one. So I'm going to give you some examples. For me, when I think back to things in my life that were ones, food prep on Sunday, I used to go into my kitchen every Sunday And I turned on music and I tried to make it fun. And I cooked like 7,000 pounds of chicken, 8 million eggs, a partridge in a pear tree. And it was like Rob sitting on the couch, drinking mimosas, watching (laughs) 60 Minutes 2020 CBS Sunday morning. And I'm cooking for four freaking straight hours to prep the food for the week. And then during the week, I'm eating cold chicken out of fucking Tupperware, okay? Is that why now you sit next to me, you with you grab a mimosa and we watch it together? And that's, and yeah, so I mitigated that shit. <laughs> I was like, no way, this is not happening. So how do you mitigate it? You go, okay, brainstorm now. And this is where masterminding partners really help, right? Because it's like, okay, how could I possibly mitigate four hours of food prep on Sunday in eating the same meat throughout the week? Like that's disgusting. How like the veggies after like day three have like slime on them. It's not good. So how can I mitigate this process? Well, I could order a food prep delivery service. I could order some shakes and supplement a couple of my six meals a day with a shake. I could hire someone to do it for me. You have to run through, write all the list. How could you mitigate that? What's going to fit into your budget? What's going to make free up that time so you don't have to do that horrible food prep? For me, that was getting on my nutrition program where now Rob and I, instead of doing you know, five to six meals a day and they're all looking like chicken, broccoli, and asparagus and rice, now it's a couple of shakes, a couple of snacks, simple snacks, simple, simple, simple. And dinner is TB12 with a side of protein. Done. It is the easiest thing. It allows me to enjoy my family. It allows me to sit with Rob and have a mimosa and I maybe do one hour of food prep. So that's an example of how you'd mitigate. Another thing, again, long workouts. I mentioned this before. I hate two-hour workouts in the gym. I used to like them when I was like 20. 
Now I'm 40 and I got a family and I got shit to do. I don't have time for that. So this 26-minute TB12 workout that whipped my ass, amazing. Total way to mitigate it. What's the app, Rob? 10 bucks a day or 10 bucks a month? $9. $9 a month. TB12 app. You get some bands from TB12 and done. Boom, you're in. You've now mitigated the two-hour workout. So what are the things? I know mine, when we did this at your mastermind, was cleaning the house. Not just cleaning the house, but cleaning the shower. I don't mind cleaning the house, but the shower grosses me out. I don't know why. I, I just, I don't want to clean the shower. So- um, Because it's gross? I, yeah, it's just- the, bathrooms in general gross me out. So I don't want to do it. So what's the easiest way to mitigate that? Hire someone to clean it. You know, is that within my budget? Yes. Okay, great. So done. Now we've hired someone to clean it. The lady doesn't clean it the way I want. Now we have to teach her how to clean it to meet our standard, right? So there's ways to mitigate all of these little things that come up with in your day. So just that, just those three examples I gave you, Food, four hours of food prep on Sunday, two-hour workouts five days a week, and cleaning the house once a week, that freed up 10 hours in my week. So now I order my shakes, my groceries are delivered, my meal prep is delivered, and my workouts are now 26 minutes or an hour if I go to yoga, and someone comes and cleans and I don't have to worry about it. That alone freed up at least 10 hours of my week. So that's how simple this is. So for everyone that's like, I don't have time, great. Now, some of those things cost money, sure. But the food is a reallocation. So I, I can tell you full, like full transparency, I spend $100 in like vegetables and proteins and stuff like that a week. And I spend $78 on purple carrot. And then I spend, I don't know, $75 on supplements. And that's our entire week for three people. And it saves us money, saves me time. Groceries are delivered. Supplements are delivered. TB12 is delivered. Like all of that, not just saved me money, but saved me time. And now I can reallocate that to doing something else. Not only that though, I think you made it more fun too. So there's a different menu every night. The TB12 workout is actually a different sort of workout. So not only did you mitigate, but you mitigated it and you added variety. So I think that there's uh, upsides in other ways as well. Absolutely. And so what did I? what was I able to do with that extra 10 hours a week? I was able to build a six-figure network marketing business. That's what I was able to do. I was able to take that time and spend it with my family on Sundays. I was able to spend more time with Sophia going to the park after school instead of having to come home to do different things. Now, I would also add there are other areas of your life that you may not be considering that are you know, on a sort of maybe a different way of looking at this. You brought up to me a minute ago, Kim, that um, that I was going into the office and it was, you know, it was roughly two hours of commute, right? It was an hour there, an hour back, right? I've, I've got uh, 10 hours a week that I'm spending, you know, going there and back. But it wasn't 10 hours a week that I wanted to be spending. So, you know, it wasn't like, oh my God, this is going to be so amazing. I get to drive for an hour and I get to drive for an hour home. They were like dead time. I could, I could have... And did made that ride better by listening to podcasts or catching up on phone calls, et cetera. But it wasn't really how I wanted to be spending my time. So this is another example. So for example, with with my doing this exercise, I found lots of little pockets that added up to big time so I could reallocate and do other little things I love, like reading, family time, building a side hustle, all of that. 
for Rob, if Rob did this exercise six months ago, eight months ago, 10 months ago, whatever it is, his most of the things that would be ones for him would be things related around his previous career, driving into the office, hearing the patients complain, being in the office for seven hours a day, adjusting people, driving home. All of those things would have been the things that would have been ones for him. So guess what? If your entire work from your commute in to your commute out is ones and you don't find joy in your life, guess what that means? Oh my God, you just gave me an aha. I never looked at it that way. That's what you were saying to me before we we turned the mics on. So you're right. If I were doing this in the off, if I were doing this when I was in the office, I'm going through, I don't think anything would have made it to two. <laughs> I mean, it would have been like driving to the office, one. Sitting for the team meeting before we started seeing patients, one. Doing the actual office meeting after we saw patients, one. Like, Everything would seeing have been the one. Pa- like they all would have been one. And then, then I would have had to have sat down and went, holy shit. Like everything of related these, to of your these, career. Of these 12 freaking hours from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Monday that I just spent, they're all freaking ones. Yes. So in that, if you're oh, that person. That was good. That was good. If, if you're that person where all of a sudden you see that everything related to your chosen career is a one. Now then, when now when I did this exercise now when I did this exercise I was really struggling and the things I was coming up with that were like twos and threes were like having to walk the dog, you know, 19 flights of stairs or as if he goes down or up 19 flights of stairs. He's well, I mean, by by flights I mean get get in in the elevator. <laughs> you you know just what I mean? made it with with a potato sack in the snow both ways. Uh, you know, it was it was hard that hill climbing, <laughs> but it was, you know, I really had to look at those things that I was doing and yeah, they weren't really so bad. Yeah, I mean, this is this is what lifestyle design is all about. So if you take an inventory of your life and you're finding just little pockets here and there and you can add up those hours to something bigger or to input some of these little things that you wanna do that light your soul on fire, amazing. But if you, like I said, do this inventory and everything related to your career is a one or a two, maybe it's time for a shift. Maybe it's time for a career change. Maybe it's time to build a side hustle so you can release the main gig in the same way that Rob did. You know, so from that point now, now you got this list and it's glaring you back in the face and you can never unknow what you just ranked everything in your life. You can never unknow this. So you have two decisions, right? You can keep bitching and keep complaining about how your life sucks and you haven't designed what you want, or you can begin to take action. You can begin to mitigate those things that are ones and twos and do better, outsource them, find a way to make them better or not have to do them at all, or completely make a career shift if that is what you need to do. So look at the things and say, what can I take action on today? What is something that I could make better? If it's something like food prep or whatever, there are so many ways that you can simply reallocate the money you are spending on food into food that is going to be just as efficient and not cost you all of that time. So look at those things. You know, for me, it was joining my nutrition company. And, you know, not only did that uh, create the time, it also created literal time freedom for our family down the road. But, you know, that's one thing. Uh, What are the things that you could accomplish in 60 days, six months, one year? Some of these things aren't gonna be things that you can necessarily change tomorrow, like a career, 
but how can you reverse engineer that to accomplish it? What plan are you going to put in place to make these changes? You know, and that's where different things like Rob's use of the push journal and things like that come out because now you know, now you have a glaring list of things you hate doing in your life. And now you know where you can find the time to do other things. I'm going to give you one more small example for Rob. You know, so at night, we put the baby down. One of us puts her down. Usually it's me. So I put the munchkin down. Rob would watch a TV show. Well, guess what he's doing? He's shutting off the TV and he's opening up a book and he's learning about wine because that's something that's really interesting to him. And why is he having time to do that? Why is he making that decision? Because now his day is not a day where he's designed it. So at the end of the night, he doesn't just need to veg out in front of a TV and you know release that mental bandwidth. Now he still has things that are inspiring to him and he still wants to take action on those things even at 8 p.m. So when I come out from watching, you know, from putting the little one down, he's usually staring at a a label on a bottle at this point and learning about wine instead of like half asleep on the couch because he just did a 14-hour day that he hated. Wow, that was really good stuff. I hope you listened to everything that Kim just told you because that was really (laughs) freaking good. I love that. Um, Before we wrap up, Uh, A lot of people have been asking me to help them to make their side hustle their full-time hustle and do what I did. And now that I've got some bandwidth uh, freed up, I can help you. So if you have an interest, I'm only going to take on a few. And by few, I mean, I don't know, three, four coaching clients this year. Um, Just shoot me a direct message at Rob Murgatroyd and we'll jump on a call and see if that's a good fit for you. Kim? Yes. That was really good. I'm glad you liked it. You're welcome. I'll see you next week. Okay, bye. All right, thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 